All right, let's go to the let's go to the table here with the pawn shop. Here we the, are, the pigskin pawn shop. Love it. How many Super Bowls would you trade for a perfect season? Uh, easy two. You might be able to talk me into three. Andy brought up the question: What Boston titles in general would you give up for that undefeated oh. Super Bowl? I mean, that was that was and Bruins. I will trade you yeah. two Patriots, Bruins, and a Red Sox. Yeah, for sorry, Beast fan. Which Red Sox are we talking, Fitzy? Uh, 2018. Oh, 07. Yeah, 07 yeah, I would say 07. The 18 team was nasty, and then that gives Mookie Betts a title with the team, and then it's like even worse that you let him go. 13 was just a crazy run, so I'd keep that. And then 04 is one of the greatest moments of anybody's lives. So. 13 meant so much to the city as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but as for the Patriots, like, would you knock it all the way down to four Super Bowls? Uh, easy. Easy, I would knock it down. I, three, I'd have a hard time going. Three through. is tough because four is already kind of separates you from so many other teams and quarterbacks and things like that. But they would have been the greatest team in sports history had they just won that final game. And you'd have, and you would have that, and you wouldn't feel, you wouldn't feel rage whenever you see eighteen and one paraphernalia. Oh my god! You would also, you would also be able to like brag about the fact that you did, you were a fan of the greatest team of all time ever. Yep. Uh, yeah. And yeah. you'd have that and you have 19 and 0 shirts and the Shaughnessy book would have been published and all that jazz. And it really would have opposed to the memes a, of like, yeah. Hey, look at the children of Nicaragua wearing Patriots perfect season <laughs> shirts. Well, and it really just like it, it bats away anybody that says Spygate was like important or that they needed Spygate. Right. And I know they <laughs> won 18 and 0, but then they lost to the giants and everybody's like, well, that's because I didn't get to film the giants. And you're like, Oh, well, because the offensive line had a terrible week of practice, and Strahan and Tuck played out of their minds, and yeah. McDaniels called two aggressive. Oh, see, Umanura, holy smokes, he had a game. They, well, Tuck was uncontrolled. Tuck should have been Tuck MVP was of that game. Yeah, Tuck, Tuck was, should have been MVP of that game. They were, uh, but in the cheating scandals, and I know we're a few episodes away from Deflategate, but they were really like I know I sound like a homer, and I am, but like the lamest ones, like they're the the, the football one, like please, like that is we. I don't know how many hours I spent talking about that, and I don't want to have to relive that all over again. But it was so dumb in the moment, it's even dumber years later. Like, to think that that was any kind of advantage or whatever else, and then the punishment, the whole thing was so idiotic. And then the Spygate thing, like, I I blame everybody involved, though, for it. Like, I, I blame Belichick. I blame Adams. I blame Mangini. Like, that was just, that was so dumb that that even happened. And then you end up losing first round picks along the way. So when we play the what if Patriots game, there's a couple of first round picks out there that would have been on the Patriots had they not had these cheating scandals. Yeah, first round draft picks. First round picks, which is like the highest currency. Wait till you see what some of these first round picks get traded for in a couple of weeks. It's the highest currency outside of a franchise quarterback in the NFL, and they lost two of them for nonsense. For absolute nonsense yeah. as well. And, you know, the four game now. In the end, it works out for Brady missing the four games because he comes out, plays like a man on fire. He has a hell of a season, and then that one is capped by his signature performance and the greatest comeback in all major American sports playoff history. But just to think, like, all the nonsense, like the fact that we knew names like Judge Richard Berman and... Uh, I did a lot of reading. There's a lot Mike of reading. Parson, you know, yeah. um, uh, who's it? Uh, Mike Kensel and oh yeah, yep, yep, like all these names that should never have mattered have <laughs> no. mattered squat to us and like no. the fact that we all PV equals NRT and ideal gas law and all this nonsense. I think the tipping point for me was when Bill Nye, the science guy, came out and had a breakdown of it, and I was like, all right, 
I'm out. Right. And then a kid did a book report or did a science fair project that proved Bill Nye was full of it because Bill Nye came out as a Seahawks fan. I'm pretty sure there was, he like was. a college he was course or something like no, that. No, he was too. legit wrong. Like, that was the craziest part about it. I'm like, wait a minute. So now do I not know anything about science? Like, growing up, this guy taught me everything, and now he was wrong the whole time. Wait, and now you're going to tell me that uh, someone actually does Guy Fieri's cooking Revo- for him? Yeah. Revoke that science guy name. You're just Bill. <laughs>